5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, I hope everybody had a great weekend and you're ready for a new week. We're jumping right into the text pulled from a random Lenten journey uh, from a website, and they had the reading for today being Luke chapter 13, and we're going to read two sections that almost seem like they don't mix or they don't match, (laughs) but uh, we're going to talk about it today. So starting with chapter 13, verse 1. About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Do you think these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked, is that why they suffered? Not at all. And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. And what about the 18 people who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No. And I will tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. So we're going to stop there for just a moment. So it seems as though Jesus is talking about the tragedies of the day. So somebody's talking about these Galileans who were who were murdered um, by the state, you know, by Pilate. Now Pilate, you know, we we'll see him in a in a few weeks during during uh, Holy Week, but. This pilot that we see in Holy Weeks has a little bit more of a, you know, he's a little bit more numb, like a little bit more subdued. But what we know from history is that Pilate was, uh, he was brutal sometimes, and he was brutal against all people. And so what we see here is there's a tragedy. The state has murdered people, and, uh, you know, and, and it says that you know, Pilate has mixed their blood and sacrifice, right? So the narrative doesn't necessarily reveal why Pilate did this. You know, was there an uprising, then he murdered these insurrectionists? Who knows, right? We don't know exactly the 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 context for it. In Luke is the only gospel that goes into Jesus's talking about these tragedies of the day, because he talks about this one. And then he links it to this Tower of Siloam that fell and, and then killed a bunch of people too. Now you're looking at one instance of a state-sanctioned murder, right? Pilot killing people and a random act where a tower fell and killed people. Now you see what Jesus is trying to be able to look at here is that tragedy is not the result of someone's sin, right? Because, you know, the maybe like one person in the tower, they were like, oh, like they had they had just committed a, a murder and now the tower was going to fall to be able to definitely kill them. But it didn't matter. It was going to take out everybody anyway. Like, no, I mean, <laughs> Jesus is trying to be able to point out that this isn't how things work. But I think what Jesus does do is he says, let's capture this moment. And I don't think it's Jesus trying to be able to speak of, you know, more like fear mongering, trying to spread fear in the mix of, you know, mix of people's hearts so that they turn and and and, and come to God. No, but he is saying that there is some, you know, that, that life can be fragile. You never know what's going to happen. 
And so Jesus kind of gives them the, hey, what's this really about? Like, we should repent. We should turn from our sin and turn back to God. Now, yes, this is a good Lenten reading. Why? Because we are calling for repentance. We call for repentance during this season because we know that we need it. There isn't a moment of time that we're like, oh, I wonder if I need to repent. No, if you're asking or if you're wondering, then the answer is yes, you need to repent. It's, it's a given. So this is Jesus kind of capitalizing on these moments, not him trying to spread fear, but he is saying like, all right, let's look at some of the tragedies of the day. We don't know what's going to happen. Bad things are going to happen to people, whether good people or bad people. And that's always a judgment call because really it goes back to Jesus's words and it says, who is good except God alone? And that is the truth. So if we're looking at good according to God, then God is the only one that's good. And so if that is the barometer for goodness, then nobody's good. So why do bad things happen to bad people? And that's really the question that should be asked. But that's not what we're trying to be able to get at either, is that, you know, Jesus says this multiple times, but in other ways, as I mentioned it, is that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, right? So bad things are going to happen to everybody, Now, we can talk about level of severity, like being murdered by the state or a tower falling and killing people. Like there's there's a there's a different level of conversation that can be had there, but we're not and we're not talking about them being equal, but they're both talking about how life can be fragile. And this is why Jesus gets to this next section, um, starting with verse six. He said, then Jesus told a story. A man planted a fig tree in the garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it, but he was always disappointed. And finally, he uh, said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. So it almost seems at first glance like, well, what is, you know, how do these two kind of go together? Like it, because it's supposed to, because it says, and then Jesus told this story. The parable actually reinforces ideas from the first part of the passage. This cultivated and yet unproductive tree may continue to live without bearing fruit only because it was granted an additional amount of time than what it was supposed to. So unless it begins to bear fruit, the result will be its just and swift destruction. So it's more, as Jesus is, is trying to be able to point out in both of the, the uh, tragedies of the day, he says, and uh, we should repent, unless you repent, right? Turn again, repent or you will perish too, right? So there's a a part of of some urgency that's happening. And so do you carry that same sense of urgency? I know that there's probably moments in our lives where um, 
tragedies come up or we are attending maybe a funeral or memorial and that death we get those those same sense of like the fragility of life and then we start to be able to question i wonder how easy it can be to try to dismiss the idea of repentance because we'll be fine until we get to that day We'll be fine until we meet Jesus face to face. I think that we need to have some more urgency, and the season of Lent is a wonderful opportunity for us to be able to capture the urgency, to turn now, repent, leave our sins at the foot of the cross, turn and grasp God's grace, God's forgiveness. All right, everybody, we're going to end there for today. Um, Hopefully you found that to be a little bit informative, and uh, we're going to be back again tomorrow with more Lenten Journey. All right, take care.